0: Welcome to So It's a Show, a podcast where we attempt to keep up with Lorelai and Rory's pop culture references on Gilmore Girls. I'm Nancy.
1: And I'm Tanya.
0: And we're happy to have you here today in what you might call our rink. Mm, our <laughs> rink of a podcast zone.
1: Our cool area Yes.
0: Uh-huh. And if you throw us off, we might Zamboni over your distractions. Oh
1: my goodness, Taylor, that was that was wonderful.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Do I get the gold medal and terrible pop culture references? I
1: think you do, and those references just keep coming. <laughs> it's mm. too much ice skating
0: lingo. Yes, I'll take all your bouquets, throw them down at me. And teddy
1: bears. <laughs> Why do you I'll throw... triple axel your puns. <laughs> no,
0: I'm not as good at this. <laughs> um, no, I think you're you're on the money though. You're right in the area. Uh, to for lack
1: of a better word. So. I mean that is a move in ice skating. What? But... Oh, triple axel. Yes. Yeah.
0: Side note: Why would you throw teddy bear at an ice skater?
1: Um, so because they need something to cuddle with at night. I
0: don't know. I guess. It's not the ice that's not gonna cuddle with them.
1: No, we'll end up with a puddle. It will not keep you warm at night. No, it will make you wet because <laughs> you'll melt it. <laughs> oh
0: boy! Okay. Um. By the way. Yes. So if you ever want to feel insecure or notice all your weird quirks about talking, start a podcast. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Every time I listen to our podcast, because I do, because we need to review it before it goes out, I always notice the weird things in the way I talk. Like what? And, like, when I say the word area to fill in the gap for a more appropriate word. Like, we are in the area of podcast listening. That makes no sense, but I just said that, like, one minute ago.
1: Interesting observation. You know, know, when when I listen to our show, because, and I listen to it maybe a hundred or so times because I edit it, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I just notice how wonderful my voice is, you know? Well, I'm
0: really happy for you. I think you need to train me in the art of either speaking or
1: self-confidence when it comes <laughs> to your voice. <laughs> or just a big old ego. No. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just kidding. Speaking of podcasting, you, uh, you list not watched. How dare I? You listened to Serial and finished it? Or oh, wait, did we already talk about this? No, I listened to S Town. S Town, that's what I meant. Kind of mm. similar.
0: Is this our segment where Kyla and Taylor talk about kind of recent podcasts, but not exactly?
1: I think so. Yeah,
0: we did one what? of those recently too.
1: I think we should continue. So thoughts taylor i well we have an
0: upcoming episode in which we're going to discuss another podcast that i think i will hold my comments till because i think it'll be really good to compare and contrast those two podcasts
1: i think so as well
0: s town and question mark podcast because it's not our it? next episode. So, right? No? Right. Mm-hmm. It's in two episodes. In two episodes. So, if you're really bold, you can read through the transcript or watch the episode, Two From Now in Gilmore Girls, and guess which pop culture reference we're going to talk about.
1: I betcha someone could guess it.
0: Yeah. So, you should tweet at us if you guess it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd and, be impressed.
0: And we have no prizes. But we would be impressed.
1: We should and maybe be retweet you
0: and give you glory,
1: Twitter. Not um, maybe, definitely. Yeah, we will get you chicken nuggets for a year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a really bold promise, <laughs> and I don't think I could live up to it. Yeah, no. But I do have another update based Go on our last episode. So remember, in our last episode, when we talked about Charo. And you and our wonderful friend Sarah kept talking about Jane the Virgin. And I said, I think I'm going to have to watch this show. <laughs> two weeks later. Two weeks later. I have finished the first two seasons. What? I am what? in love with the show. It is so great. And the reason I think it's worth bringing up, other than talking about myself, which I know everyone finds <laughs> interesting, is that I think so many Gilmore Girls fans would love it. Because there are so many things. Yeah. For one, they share a producer, David S. Rosenthal, I believe is what? his name. Rosenthal's for sure the last name. They share a producer, so that's like a trademark, somebody making this some overlap. Also, I'm building up to excitement in <laughs> reasons why Gilmore Girls fans will like this. So that's like number one. Number two, the person who plays Luke's sister slash Jess's mom has a guest role in several episodes. So there's at least one actor overlapping. Mm-hmm. And then that's Kathleen Wilhoyt, I believe is her name. Episode three, if you enjoyed, or I mean, number three, <laughs> if you enjoyed the love triangle to end all love triangles, that was Dean, Jess, and Rory. Mm-hmm. Hold up. Please come for Jane the Virgin for the Raphael Michael. Jane Love Triangle because yep. it is freakishly similar to the Dean Jess Rory. Yeah. I mean, you've got the like kind of bad boy, but he kinda changes his ways because he falls in love with the girl, and then you've got the like supposed good guy, but also he's kind of possessive, clingy, and um maybe I'm not Team Michael.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> um so. Yeah, except I think And I don't know if this is bad to say, but I think that the Jane the Virgin love triangle is better. I think I agree. But here's why, because the three of them are all so much more in each other's lives. So there's a lot more tension and a lot more back and forth. Whereas Mm. in the Dean, Jess, and Rory, it's just Rory denying it and seeing them separately And then finally she's with Jess and, you know, it's kind of it. So, yeah, Dane the Virgin, man.
0: Yeah. Great show. So that's the real love triangle to end all love triangles. And, Mm -hmm. side note, they're adults. So it actually feels like they're stakes. Plus there's a baby involved.
1: Yeah. Okay, you're you're giving a lot away, Taylor.
0: (laughs) No, I'm not giving a lot away that they're adults and that there's a baby because the first episode she gets pregnant. As a virgin. That's the whole premise of the show. Well, yeah,
1: but then you don't know what happens with the baby.
0: I know exactly. I'm just okay. saying there is a baby involved. This is true. And, and there's also a
1: love triangle.
0: Yes. <laughs> and fourth reason there's a lot of overlap. With think about how Lorelei was a single mom, got pregnant at sixteen, and had Rory mm-hmm. Who then, in turn, became the, like, really good girl to try and grow up to kind of counter-correct for her parents' mistakes. And Lorelai has this tension with her mom because her mom's a lot more conservative and doesn't approve the way she lives. Well, mm-hmm. hold up. It's the same exact thing in Jane the Virgin
1: with Abuela Xiomara yeah.
0: and Jane. Same dynamics. Look so, at
1: you, a little Jane expert. Two weeks ago, you knew nothing. I know. I just... Look at you.
0: had to share this because... I think anyone who loves Gilmore Girls would love Jane the Virgin.
1: Yeah. And it is so funny. And Gina Rodriguez. I mean... So great! We are not worthy. Yes. And the guy who plays Rogelio. Fantastic. Yes. Jaime Camille. He is very good. Yeah, he's hysterical. And he's it's funny to see him not as his character because he's kind of... I don't know, he seems kind of hipster and has it together, whereas on the show, he's just, I mean, a goofball and a yeah. drama queen. There's
0: one episode where they call him, say he's like Desi Arnaz, or Desi Arnaz, and I'm mm. like, yes,
1: he is! Yeah. So, if you're a and Love
0: Lucy fan, there's a little overlap for you.
1: Um, okay, so one final, let's talk about podcasts that are kind of new, kind of not. Crime Town. Mm. which you haven't listened to, right? No, but I should add it to my list. Yeah, the last uh the first season just ended. I just listened to it today actually, the final episode. I mean, I binged maybe 13 episodes plus a couple bonus episodes in maybe a week. Wow. And <laughs> then I had to wait like a week. To get the last episode, so that was sad, but I made it through, and it's about a town called Providence, in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And where was Rory offered a job? <gasps> the Providence
0: Journal. Journal. Yeah. Oh. Wow.
1: and It was all what the podcast was talking about was '80s crime, if you can't tell by the title, in Providence, and I just had to think. What Rory would have gotten to report on there. Whoa! Oh. So, kind of interesting.
2: It's a good job. It is,
1: absolutely. It's a really good job. I can't really imagine living in Providence, Rhode Island. I mean, I don't think there's a lot going on there. Well, Tanya. <laughs> yes. Nancy? I had to double...
0: Yes, I had to <laughs> second guess myself on which one you were again. <laughs> Who am I? Mm, yes. So, Tanya. Let's play the clip we're going to talk about today.
3: Hey, look, I found them. Where? They were in that drawer with the roasting pans. Cool. Ooh, skates. Roy and I have a skating date. I'm Nancy Kerrigan. And I'm Tanya Harding. I'm going to do the whole shoelace coming untied, nervous breakdown, let me start again act, and everything.
2: When was the last time you put those things on?
3: Oh, you are constantly trying to ruin my fun.
2: Do they even fit anymore?
3: Yes, they fit.
2: They look rusted.
3: Well, can I just have some coffee, please? Hand them over. Why? I'm
2: going to clean them and tighten the blades.
3: Really? Yes. Can you make them really shiny?
2: The skates, please. Maybe
3: add a couple pom-poms? Just hand them over. Thank you. You get really good service
1: here.
0: Yeah, I do. So, Tanya, what did you think of this clip when you
1: first heard it? Well, my childhood involved lots of Olympics. Well, just as many as there could be, considering they are only every two or four years, depending on how you're looking at it. But my parents love the Olympics. They actually fell in love with the Olympics when my mom was in labor because <laughs> they watched the Olympics and... when my mom while my mom was waiting for me to come out. So <laughs> that is what started. So I was born with the Olympics over me. So I have loved ice skating my whole life. I don't practice it, but I love watching it. We're big Michelle Kwan fans, so I Mm -hmm. knew what this was about, Nancy versus Tanya. I
0: knew Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding as names, and I knew it involved two ice skaters who had maybe sabotaged one or the other or both.
1: It's sabotage. (laughs) (laughs) But I could not have told you which one is which. You know that song?
0: (laughs) No. Is it the Beastie Boys one?
1: Yeah. Oh no, 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 no it's sabotage. <laughs> Love that song.
0: Um I am so glad this just happened. <laughs> I now need I think this is gonna make the so It's a show mixtape.
1: <laughs> yes!
0: <laughs> because believe it or not, I already checked. There are not tons of songs about Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. Oh. <laughs> and as far as I know, neither of them are musical. So that was pretty much the gist of what I knew, but I didn't know who did what. And yes, ice skating, Olympics, here's the thing about ice skating. I love watching it, but it stresses me out a little because whenever they jump, I'm really afraid they're not going to land it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think part of this stems from the fact that I hate ice skating as a person. Like, I hate it because I am so slow and I'm always worried I'm going to fall on my face and it's not Mm -hmm. fun. And one time I went on an awkward blind date ice skating and it just that's the worst never ice skate on a blind date Ooh,
1: because what
0: well he was a nice enough guy but it like he was a much better skater than I was so like he had to slow down for me and it was just it was awkward and we just also like he was a nice person but we just didn't hit it off so mm-hmm. this is my recommendation of the day do not ice skate on a blind date
1: Unless you both are very good at it and can enjoy it at the same level. But yes. see, if you're bad at it, that could be an excuse for some <laughs> physical contact. But if you don't if it's a blind mm. date, you're probably not apt to do that unless it's a magical connection. Yeah. In which case enjoy yes. your life together. <laughs> unless it is
0: serendipity and it's John Cusack waiting for you in the middle of the ice rink.
1: I mean that's completely different though. That's a perfect Uh, blind date. We're going to have to have a podcast episode about the reference you just gave, because
0: I don't know (gasps) it. It's on Netflix! Serendipity. Great chick flick. Oh, that's
1: the name of the movie. I thought you were saying like it's...
0: Kate Beckinsale, John Cusack. Ugh. It's real cheesy and perfect. Uh, To my cue. Yes. There you go. So that's my recommendation for the day. But, also... Now we got to talk about Nancy and Tanya, ourselves, yeah, we a.k.a., do. and figure out <laughs> what the heck happened. I also want you to know, I did ask my parents, who have better memories of this time period than I do, <laughs> and their first reactions were very telling, I felt like. So I asked my dad, I said, so what do you remember about the Nancy Kerrigan-Tanya Harding situation? And my dad goes oh, boy, I haven't thought about that in a long time. (laughs) And then my mom, I asked her the same question, and she goes, ooh, it was ugly. And, (laughs) yes. And they both had, like, vague memories of, like, oh, I kind of think this happened, and da-da-da-da-da, and there was a really funny SNL skit with Chris Farley, (laughs) and da-da-da-da-da. Like, they both had the same memories of, like, vaguely remembering it, but also, like, knowing it was a huge deal.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So... Should we dive in? Let's to exactly dive in. What happened? Okay. So
1: it was a cold day in January in nineteen ninety four. At practice for one of their many competitions, Tanya Hardy, Nancy Kerrigan, supposed rivals, both on the US teams, when Nancy was attacked by some random guy. So she thought. What happened? What happened? Why? 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 <laughs> I don't know. Some hard, hard black stick. Something really, really hard?
3: Help We're going to get
1: to the train here. With a club, whacked her in the knee, ran off, and cameras come in. You see her down on the ground, you know, holding her leg in pain, saying, "Why, why?" Which has since become almost a point of mocking, but it's a very valid question: <laughs> Why did, is this happening to me? I think so. Especially we'll return to that. <laughs> yeah, especially yes. in an Olympic year. So, Nancy Kerrigan, she was the she was American sweet America's sweetheart. Maybe not as much as um. Oh, Dorothy Hamill. Mm. But still beloved, and she was favored to win gold that year at the Olympics. And quickly after find out who this man was, hired by Tanya Harding's ex-husband to injure Nancy, Tanya was quickly linked to the whole incident. And now their two names are forever linked. So that was a quick summary of what happened. But there's much more to dive into.
0: Oh, there is so much. And I want you (laughs) – I told you this, Kyla, but I think for the listener's benefit – I went down a rabbit hole. This saga is a saga. There is years of build up. There's all this trickling out of fallout of the world learning the truth. In what is I'm not. I did not make this up. This came to be known as the whack herd round the world. <laughs> I wish I had made that up. I'm not that witty, <laughs> but it's also a little ridiculous. So I went down a rabbit hole. I just followed the story as it unfolded in the New York Times over this couple month period, mm-hmm. and it is fascinating. So that's
1: interesting. So you almost experienced it as others did in real yes. time. Yes. Well, in one afternoon, but yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yes, this cold day was Thursday, January sixth. Kerrigan, she's attacked after practice. And this is two days before the U.S. Championships, which decides who is going to the Olympics the next month in Mm -hmm. Norway. So she gets whacked in the leg, which it's the leg that she lands all her jumps on. So that's a big deal. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, there's not going to be permanent damage, but they have to decide if she can skate through the pain, and she ultimately decides she can't. So two days later, at the U.S. Championships in Detroit, Tanya Harding took her second national championship, and she got her spot on the Olympic team. But mm-hmm. the U.S., knowing how great Nancy Kerrigan is, gives her a conditional second spot on the U.S. team, saying if you got to be better by February sixth, and if not, then we'll, we're going to give your spot to Michelle Kwan, who did very well at the U.S. championships.
1: My favorite. Yes, you, so you love your Michelle Kwan. Oh yeah. I remember watching her compete and her almost winning and the heartache anyways. That's a whole nother ice skating saga, at least for me. Yes. But well, not quite she was intense. She was only thirteen at the time too. Right. So crazy. she went on to compete in two more Olympics.
0: Yes. So meanwhile, people are looking into what happened with this random guy who clubbed Nancy Kerrigan in the leg. Well, on Wednesday, January nineteenth. Tanya Harding's ex-husband, Jeff Gullulli, if that's how you say it, I hope so, G-I-L-L-O-O-L-Y, which, wow, that's my best guess. He is arrested, and he says that Harding is involved. Whoa! And he's actually the fourth person arrested, and there had already been suspicion that Tanya Harding was involved because her former bodyguard was one of the people who had been arrested. His name is Sean Eckert. And he said in his statement that she was involved. But then Harding and her ex-husband had been saying, oh, no, Tanya doesn't have anything to do with it. She, like, we didn't tell her about it. She found out after the fact and she just didn't, like, wasn't brave enough to say anything. But then when Tanya Harding said, oh, no, my ex-husband was involved, he stopped covering for her. Hmm. Which they have an interesting relationship they were divorced at this time, but still living
1: together. That is so, so bizarre. How do you do that? Well,
0: I in some of these articles I read, it sounds like they had almost divorced several times. They got married really young, and mm-hmm. it sounded like he was abusive, but there were never any charges filed. So right. it's a little iffy on what was going on there. So then, on January 31st, Tanya Harding is officially, like, everybody knows she's involved. And then, that same day, Nike gives her $25,000. Tanya Harding. Even though she's not technically a representative of them. Because basically they're like... Well, we don't know 100% and the rest of the world's like, yeah, we know she's involved 100%. <laughs> but Nike's like, well, it would be a real bummer if she wasn't involved and she didn't get to go to the Olympics because of it. So we're going to give her 25 grand to like help cover her expenses. Wow. Yeah, now the story is trickling out. I'm going to do a little flashback here because okay. we got to go back 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 in time to back 1991. To yeah. So, 1991, World Championships, Nancy Kerrigan took silver, Tanya Harding took bronze. 1992, Winter Olympics, Nancy Kerrigan takes bronze, Tanya Harding comes in fourth. So just Mm -hmm. shy of a medal. Fun fact, 1992 is the last time the Winter and Summer Olympics were held in the same year. Up till that point, they were always the same every four years. Now they switch every two. So there you go. So that's why we're having the Winter mm-hmm. Olympics two years later instead of four. Gotcha. So then, fast forward a little bit, November 1994, someone sends Tanya Harding a death threat.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. But a lot of people don't believe it. They think it's just fake. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. That was November 93. I said 94. I meant 93. But then, in the beginning of December, 93, Tanya Harding did not do very well. At a competition in Japan. And I think this is kind of where she snapped, as far as I can Mm -hmm. tell. Like, she couldn't take it anymore. And she couldn't take being second banana to Nancy Kerrigan. Which, side note, Nancy Kerrigan was not doing so hot in competition either at this point. Mm. So, in December 93, four men meet to plan an attack on Nancy Kerrigan. Jeez, for ice skating. I know! So, this is Jeff Galouli. that's Tanya Harding's ex-husband... Sean Eckert, who was Tanya Harding's security guard, and then these other guys named Derek Smith and Shane Stant. They agree to pay Derek Smith and Shane Stant $6,500 to set... (laughs) You're making a face. I wish everyone could see this. (laughs) Okay, they're going to pay her six... pay them $6,500 to hit nancy kerrigan in the leg that she lands her jumps on while she's at her training rink in cape cod (laughs) so and we're going to share this in our tumblr so you can read about this but there is the way they talk about what they did they make it sound like a secret agent mission so (laughs) so this is a quote from the new york times about the guys being in cape cod looking for nancy kerrigan After five days in the area, spending time in two hotels, Mr. Stant was unable to find an opportunity to attack. With the national championships approaching, he left Massachusetts by bus and arrived in Detroit on January 4th, checking into a Romulus, Michigan hotel. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So, then, Mr. Stant and Mr. Smith did, I quote, a reconnaissance mission where figure skater competitors were practicing, and found a suitable place for the attack. As planned, Mr. Stant hit Miss Kerrigan on her right knee with a collapsible police baton, then ran for a plexiglass door, which he found locked. Stant had to run through the door using his head as a ram.
1: Oh my word.
0: So then he runs outside the arena to a waiting rental car, which was driven by Smith. Hmm. And they had a whole alibi worked out for where they were going to be, and all these phone calls and wire transfers of the $6,500. Can I tell you, guess what their alibi is? Like, what do you think, in your wildest dreams, what was their
1: alibi they to were excuse all these? Plain playing basketball at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and that's
0: why they wired $6,500?
1: Oh, wait, the alibi for the money? and
0: for the phone calls going back and oh, forth they were lovers mm. uh here was their real alibi that of might have been more believable <laughs> they said they were starting a company for ice skater security
1: oh my gosh the <laughs> irony <laughs> i just oh my I, word who, If you're
0: going to be a criminal, at least be a good criminal, like, know how to do it well, this is the sloppiest sabotage in the world,
1: I feel like. And that's just too funny because they did the opposite of that. (laughs) I know. So, it just...
0: Anyway, it's so funny to me that they went through this whole charade, and then everything gets... Figured out pretty much within two weeks. Jeez. Not a very good... Not the crime of the century, I would say. No. So, yes, things keep spiraling. Flash forward again to February. Everybody knows, pretty much, Tanya Harding was involved. The U.S. Olympic Committee is planning a disciplinary hearing for her, but then she threatens to sue them, so they back off and let her go to the Olympics. And by... Thursday, February 10th, the New York Times reports that at least four networks are trying to make programming about these two women already. Like mini series, TV movies, already? all sorts of TV are you specials. Me? Yeah. So this is within a month of this happening or just about a month. Mm-hmm. So then the actual Olympics, by the way, the Olympics hasn't happened yet. <laughs> After all this. So on February 16th, Tanya Harding arrives at the Olympics in Norway to start practicing. And the very first practice that she and Kerrigan have at the same time, they don't talk to each other at all. But it is a media circus. And there's actually a skater from another country, South Korea. She actually lives in the United States, but she's skating for South Korea because that's where she's from. And she has a breakdown at this practice because she can't take the pressure of all, like, hundreds of media people being there and spectating. And there's all sorts of extra security because they don't know, like, are these two girls going to fight with each other? Like, what are they going to do? Are more people going to show up? And so there's this huge circus. And then the Olympics start. And I think this New York Times headline says everything. Nancy Kerrigan sizzles. Tanya Harding fizzles.
1: Mm. Nancy
0: Kerrigan had a great Olympics. She took the silver. I mean, she was predicted to win gold, but after getting a leg clubbing, I think taking silver is acceptable. And Tanya Harding, she took eighth overall. Mm. And she ended up being banned from competitive skating and got an $100,000 fine. And then the two guys... That actually did the clubbing and the getaway cart. Got 18 months in
1: prison. Wow. So. Huh. Yeah. yeah how, how did they finally connect Tanya? Because it almost, it sounds like she was connected, but not connected enough. Or, I don't know. Connected enough to be banned, but. Yeah.
0: And that's where things get a little fuzzy because I. Did not dive quite as deeply into the legal battles and mm-hmm. stuff that went post the Olympics. But it sounds like she was involved, but the smoking gun was that people said she had final approval. Mm. But I think because she didn't actually help with the planning necessarily. Yeah. And didn't help with the actual clubbing or getaway car Mm-hmm. She got off a little easier.
1: Well, and Smith and Stant only got 18 months, so what would she have gotten for knowing about it? Yeah. You know, as far as punishment. Because if you think about it, I mean, it was just assault. I mean, not just assault, but it was assault. They hit her in the knee, but there was no intent to kill. It mm-hmm. was just such a big deal because of it being so plotted because she was an athlete competing.
0: Yeah. And it was a huge news story, so... Anyway. It sounds like this was pretty much the thing everybody talked about for that time period. Mm-hmm. Huge media circus. Actually, oh, we have something to tie into this. So, at the time, in 1994, I think people were pretty sick of talking about this. I mean, if four mm-hmm. networks are rushing to make this into programming and everybody is talking about it well it's going to be on saturday night live too yeah yeah and here's a bit from norm mcdonald on weekend update with his take on the nancy kerrigan tanya harding situation
2: in any event the nancy kerrigan story continues to fascinate america here with a comment as update correspondent norm mcdonald norm Thank you. Well, uh, like all of you, I was absolutely horrified by the assault on skater Nancy Kerrigan last week. No one could possibly condone the idea of clubbing a young woman on the knee like that. But on the other hand, uh, does anyone really like figure skating? (laughs) The person or persons responsible for this mindless attack should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. But it does seem like uh, figure skating is... On TV way too much. (laughs) Now I for one am beginning to uh, feel that this brutal assault is more than an isolated incident. Our society is rapidly falling apart and this attack is just another symptom like that uh, Brian Boitano guy. I mean what the hell's the story with him? If he's such a good skater why didn't he just play hockey? In any case, I think it's time that we come together as a society and make it clear that we're not going to tolerate thugs solving their problems with violence. And we're not going to tolerate TV executives who make us watch hours and hours of figure skating when there are good hockey games not even being televised. Now, I'm not going to get into that age-old argument of which is worse, violence or, or figure skating. I mean, that's not going to solve anything. They're both unacceptable, and they should be eliminated. And then maybe one day we'll live in a world where we can walk our streets without being terrorized, and we can watch our TVs without seeing that Brian Boytano guy hopping around. Thank you, Kevin. Norm McDonald, ladies and gentlemen.
1: This made me think of an interview I watched of Scott Hamilton, which, if you don't know, Scott Hamilton, another great skater. I really do love skating, guys, by the way. It's just, it's great. So I do not agree with that. Yes, although I think his big point is
0: we talk way too much about figure skating, including Nancy and Tanya, which I have a feeling that was probably something we're sick of of talking about a week after it happened.
1: Yeah, but think of nowadays with, well, first of all, you don't have to watch TV, you can watch Netflix, so no one's forcing you to do anything. Mm -hmm. And secondly, we have the internet to bombard us with a story. Yeah. And we can see it from every angle and photos and videos and interviews and tweets, the
0: Twitter. Do you think on a different, in a different kind of way, the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding situation was like the Phelps face of the 1994 Olympics? You know that scowling Phelps face that face? Michael Phelps made? Mm-hmm. With that, when that really snotty Chad LaCleau is my preference for Michael Phelps showing was like <laughs> doing weird exercises in front of him. And he made this face
1: and the internet ran right. with it. Was that like in the beginning of the meme era? Is that like the start? No, of that it? was like <laughs> less than a year ago. Oh, at the most recent Olympics. Yeah. I thought it was earlier on. Well, I do remember what you're talking about. But... Well, Michael Phelps has been to the Olympics a lot <laughs> yeah that's what i was like which time How many times he, has he been like four or three i think that was his fifth
0: because his first oh one was God. i think in 2000 wow. here this is my interest showing i used to be a swimmer and oh. i love michael phelps so there you go i did
1: not know that now you know
0: so where was i scott hamilton
1: yeah, I was. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> Scott Hamilton. Hamilton what? So, he was a great figure skater of his time. He won gold, won lots of other world championships. I think he won like four, like two before, Whoa. two after the Olympics that he won. Mm-hmm. So, he did really well. And he's known for his backflip, which not many other skaters can do or nor do they attempt Wait. to do, which is not legal in the Olympics. But he can do it during other performances.
0: I did not even know it was possible to backflip on ice
1: skates. Anything is possible if you're Scott Hamilton, your smooth head. I thought you were
0: gonna say anything is possible if you just believe, and I was gonna go.
1: But remember <laughs> that bad blind date? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, you cannot just believe in yourself. Um, sorry, kids, but no. sorry, <laughs> he was a great Taylor. figure skater, and he had a recent interview, actually, this January. Where he talked about mentioned the T- Nancy Tanya incident and or whole scandal really, and how that really screwed up figure skating actually, and the interviewer he said he, he mentioned yeah that brought a lot of notoriety to the sport how how great is that and Scott said no that was the worst thing to happen to the sport. And here's why. And, you know, when I first read that as a subtitle, I thought, oh, he's going to say that it just kind of ruined reputations or made people, you know, look at the athletes differently, things like that. Um, But that's not what he said at all. What he actually Uh said was that it gave a false sense of popularity as far as how the broadcasters were bidding on it and... Things like that, so after after that Olympics and the huge ratings, I think I forget which competition it was, whether it was the Olympic competition or the world uh championship right before, but it was the fourth most watched uh segment of television whoa at the time. <clears throat> in so history huge. or that mm-hmm. year in well, up until that point, it was the most watched. So now Whoa. something might have surpassed, but it was fourth most watched. So the next time um, it was time for networks to bid on who gets to air figure skating, it went for I forget what he said. You know, a hundred grand, something very high, and they it was like a ten year contract. So then uh. when it was time for new contract, it went for zero dollars. Wait, literal zero. Literal zero, Literal zero.
0: Because they couldn't live up to the hype of that one crazy Olympics.
1: Right, right. So Whoa. it was bigger. It made it seem that it was bigger than what it was. And, you know, you would think that people would take that into consideration, but I guess if they just feel like they have to stick with the numbers, then... Yeah, yeah so that was a result of that. So... Uh, and also he talked about how they didn't want, and I didn't understand all of this. He kind of used some jargon that I'm not familiar with, but he talked about how amateurs didn't want, they didn't want amateurs to go pro because there was more money if they stayed in it competing longer. Mm-hmm. And so then people, if people didn't move up, the new people couldn't come in and it was, it just messed with the flow of it. And, uh, yeah. So he thinks it can come back and be great again he's optimistic but interesting to hear him talk on it and he's narrated figure skating competitions the olympics for i mean decades now he was narrating a nancy and tanya competition so he's been narrating for a long time since his hmm. win in like in the 80s wow that's so interesting i because i think
0: at least among my friends and in this might skew female honestly it seems like figure skating is the main draw for the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. And I never would have guessed that something like that would have had that negative impact. Because I would have expected, like, oh, maybe it put a bad name on the sport or made it seem caddy or right. yada yada. But I never would have guessed that ratings issue because it seems like figure skating is always one of the main draws of mm-hmm. the Winter Olympics.
1: Well, but if you listen to even how that... The SNL skit went, and he was just like, figure skating is the worst. (laughs) And it was as if everyone was agreeing with him. Yeah. So. (laughs) I feel like, too, from what I have seen of
0: Norm MacDonald on SNL, that's like kind (laughs) of his persona.
1: Mm. But
0: I, but yes, it sounds like he is probably not the, he is speaking for a group of people that are going, why are we spending all this time talking about this one injury which I can see why like there are certain news stories that take over that you're like oh yeah why is this such a big deal like okay like when Michael Jackson died that's a big deal that's newsworthy like let's talk about it but it felt like that was the only thing on the news for two weeks Mm, (laughs) and I was like why are we still talking about this like yeah he died it was tragic and sad and we're still trying to figure out why. And like let's remember his legacy of music, but let's also not gloss over his weird his weird um stuff in his life. That uh-huh. anyway. That yeah. you're like, you have to take the good and the bad and he's a complicated person and but no, this should not be on the news anymore. No I'm done. I mean,
1: that that happens. I don't think that'll and that will ever stop happening. We're getting the news in different ways, but it's the same thing. One thing just dominates. And I mean, one recent one that I didn't understand why it was dominating was Harumbe. <laughs> Who like, has now become I, an internet I, meme. <laughs> oh my word, yes. And people got tattoos of his final roar. I don't know. <laughs> I like I know that a lot of people were really passionately upset that Harambe (laughs) died and maybe it's because I'm not like I don't think that animals should be killed in brutal ways I'm not like you know I'm not a bad person but I don't (laughs) have a love a deep love for animals yeah just not passionate about them like I had a dog growing up love him to death but not to (laughs) death oh my gosh (laughs) I love my dog (laughs) till the day he died um (laughs) <laughs> but I did not understand. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> messy. You're just making it worse <laughs> until the day
0: you killed him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did not. There's no blood on my hands. Um natural causes. But I did not understand why one monkey's death and a kid who frankly was saved. Why that dominated the news for I mean, that was weeks. That had to have been several weeks. It felt like months. (laughs) It was long. But then
0: it sort of turned into its own internet troll meme thing. And now people do it ironically. And while I think it's stupid, I still chuckle at Harambe memes. (laughs) Because there's an element of someone knowing it's ridiculous. We spent this much time talking about it. And the fact that someone spent their time making a Harambe meme... Maybe that's the biggest joke of all. (laughs) Uh. So another little tidbit that makes this situation interesting too, I think with Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding is we talked a little bit about how their rivalry went several years back for sure with like, how nancy kerrigan kept beating tanya harding at different major events and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing it's interesting too because they kind of had similar issues with in their background because skating was so expensive and their families were blue collar and like both families really had to be both their parents because they're about the same age when this happens one is 23 and one is 24 so like at this point they've really had a lot of support from their parents in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so they have similar backgrounds in that way, but they were really portrayed as different kinds of people in the media. Mm -hmm. And looking back, I'm not sure it's entirely fair. So this is a quote from the New York Times. Harding was portrayed as the talented but troubled champion while Kerrigan was America's darling, the victim of a chilling assault. It was muscular power versus swan-like grace. Harding has more technical skills. Kerrigan has elegance and the sympathy of an entire country. Everything about Mm. them is being compared. Their hair, their costumes, their figures, their makeup. Kerrigan gets the endorsements and magazine covers, while Harding gets questions about her rocky marriage, asthma problems, and equipment failures. When Kerrigan was attacked, dozens of people sent flowers and get well cards. When Harding reported a death threat before a competition in November, some skating officials wondered whether the threat had been staged. Hmm. And in retrospect, that doesn't seem like... I mean, and it's hard like, to say who's at fault there. Because I don't think that that's something... Like, I don't think there's any evidence that, like, Nancy Kerrigan was trying to sabotage Tanya Harding's public image or anything.
2: Mm. But
0: it's... It doesn't seem fair that they were getting such different treatment, even though they were basically going for the same thing. They both wanted gold at the Olympics. And so... But they grew up in similar ways, like, trying to skimp their money together harding's mother or tanya's mom made her costumes tanya and her mom would search the roadsides for bottles and cans that they could turn in for money and then nancy's father worked two jobs and took out a second mortgage and so they both had that in common Mm -hmm. but Um, they got portrayed really differently in the media and then this was i thought interesting too Somebody said, um, this is a guy who was in advertising, he said, it really comes down to four minutes every four years. They're not skating for themselves, they're skating for commercials for McDonald's. Yeah. Like, there's, like, so much pressure on this one moment, and it's all about image, and it's all about just trying to, like, get those McDonald's sponsorships and those sort of mm-hmm. things, too. So, I, yeah, I just that really ties into the rivalry when it like comes down to millions of dollars and also what the whole world thinks of you.
2: And I right, can see because...
1: why Tanya Harding might snap. And because by the time you get to Olymp- the Olympics, you're broke. I mean, you've spent so much mm-hmm. money on your training, your coaches, your outfits, unless you make them, like Tanya Harding? No. Yeah, and I
0: don't know if Tanya Harding was still making her costumes by the time she got to the Olympics,
1: but... I'm sure growing, not. I'm sure not. Yeah, But yeah, growing up when she first started. But what's interesting is, it seems as though Nancy has just been desperately trying to move past this, whereas Tanya, I think she's just tried so desperately to change her image, so... I was watching a couple, I mean, there are several, bio, bio, what are they called, biopics? Bi, biopics? Mm-hmm. I
0: never know how to um, say that.
1: Yeah, one of those. Um, I will about, accept both
0: pronunciations.
1: <laughs> thank you, Taylor. No about Tanya, and, I mean, talks about her childhood. She was abused by her mom physically. Her mom admits to mm. one time hitting her at an ice rink. And I think it's because other people were there to witness it. But when her parents got divorced, she says in the documentary that her mom said, you take her. I don't want her. And so she lived with her dad then for the rest of her life. So she, I mean, she had it rough. She was physically abused. So it would not surprise me if she married a man who was abusing her because that cycle of abuse, sadly, is it just so easily happens for people who have been abused. So, you know, watching those, there was a lot of sympathy that I don't think anyone who watched this saga, the saga unfold would have because, you know, there's no background. And Mm -hmm. she talked about, you know, she was the one person on her skating teams who knew how to, I don't know. It was, you know, fix the car, change the oil, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So she was a little more rough and tough, whereas, like you said, Nancy Kerrigan was the white swan. So I think yeah. that gives some insight into why they were viewed a little differently. Mm-hmm. They were a well,
0: little different. and Tanya Harding was known for all these little... Um, it sounds way worse when I say it this way, but wardrobe malfunctions. Like, there was one time a bra strap snapped right before she was supposed to skate. Oh, geez. Which, that, obviously, you still have a costume on, but that's, like, really distracting. And then right. what Lorelai referenced in this Gilmore Girls clip, she's like, oh, I'm gonna do the whole... How does she
3: say it? I'm going to do the whole shoelace coming untied, nervous breakdown, let me start again, act, and everything.
0: Because Mm -hmm. at the Olympics in the free skate competition, she almost missed her mark to come out. Like, there was a countdown timer. Yeah. Like, she had two minutes to get out, and her lace was—her laces were not right. Something was not right in her lace and her skate— And so she had to get out there, though, otherwise she forfeited her spot. So Mm -hmm. she started skating, she did one jump, and then she went over to the officials and was like, I can't do this. And so they gave her a little extra time, put her at the end, I think, of the lineup, and she came out and skated again, and she looked great. But then also Nancy Kerrigan was in the same event, and I watched these two performances back-to-back and I watched Tanya Harding first, and I was like, wow, she was amazing.
3: She is so
0: strong. Tanya Harding is the only woman in the world that can compete jump for jump with Midori
3: Ito. And she had a great warm-up. Phenomenal warm-up. She did a triple axel, I think, over Chen Lu in warm-up. And that's the jump she's
1: going to open with.
3: Triple axel. She's the only American woman ever to land this in competition. And look at the size of this jump. Huge!
0: And then I watched Nancy Kerrigan, and I was like, "Holy cow!" Like it had such a wow factor to yeah. it. So, yeah. So, and like that's once again, it's like Tanya Harding was great, but also Nancy Kerrigan was amazing.
3: <laughs> Three minutes into the program, she's going to do her hardest triple—a triple lutz.
2: Do
1: it. Well, and that's what one thing I love about figure skating is there's such an elegance to it. And the technical, I mean, is super important because that's your skill, right? Mm-hmm. But the beauty of it, I mean, it should count for a lot because it's a whole program. You know, you're not just going out there doing a circle, doing a flip, doing another triple axle, and then a spin. You know, there's mm-hmm. a flow to it. And that just makes me think of Michelle Kwan, the year that she won um I think it was silver, and the other American won gold. Her program, she skated it flawlessly. It was a slightly easier program, so it wasn't as difficult on the technical, Mm -hmm. but it was just flawless. When she stopped, it was one of those moments where she just started crying because she knew that she had skated the performance of her life, but she still got silver when the other skater came out. Didn't do it flawlessly, but she had a few jumps that were more difficult, and the points just added up. Hmm. So there's, yeah, just two ways. And sometimes it goes one way, sometimes it goes the other. Yeah. But anyways, but even those bi- biopics, there is something new coming out, which is starring Margot Robbie as Tanya Harding. Movie called I, Tanya. Mm. I have not seen that. No. Well, it's uh, it hasn't come out. It's in production Oh, then right that now. explains
0: at least part of the yeah. reason why I haven't <laughs> seen it.
1: Yeah, so there is some footage of of it online that you can find at rehearsals and things. But, yeah, it's called I, Tanya. All, it's all about Tanya Harding and I think her struggle to get where she was. And it you know will obviously have the Nancy Kerrigan incident in there. I feel like incident makes it seem so small and yet it <laughs> kind kerfuffle. of, like, yeah. <laughs> the the whacker around happened. the world. Yes, that.
2: <laughs> but it's interesting
1: that Tanya Harding is having a movie made about her. And not Nancy Kerrigan. Hmm. And well... mean it's because Tanya had a worse life, and so that's more interesting to watch?
0: I wouldn't put it past Hollywood. I would say, honestly, it's probably just a matter of time. Hmm. Before we have movies about both of them. Yeah. I do think it's interesting. It seems like Nancy Kerrigan has pretty much... She stayed in the public life. And she's not ice skating like she was. But she is talking about... I think she's helping make a documentary about athletes with eating disorders. And she's been pretty public about her struggles with miscarriages, too. So she's kind of found causes to get behind. And... Continuing our theme from our last episode, joining Dancing with the Stars.
1: What up? And elegantly sailing across the rink. Now 47-year-old figure skating legend Nancy
3: Kerrigan trading in the ice rink for the ballroom.
1: She's been dancing though, right? She She's on the cast right now? Yes, she's on the season right now. The one that Charo just got the boot on. <laughs> And what else I can we talk about from that season, this season?
0: <laughs> well, here's something to add to the story. My ice skating enthusiast friend, you probably know Christy Yamaguchi. Yes. yes. You know Christy Yamaguchi, mm-hmm. the ice skater? This was a moment where I kind of wanted to say SMH, but also <laughs> I have probably said things like this, and I feel for Christy Yamaguchi. She tweeted about Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> starting on Dancing with the Stars on the premiere. And she, (laughs) this is the quote, (laughs) this is the tweet verbatim. So excited for you, at Nancy A. Kerrigan. Can't wait to see you grace that ballroom floor. Break a leg. (laughs) Hashtag DWTS. Oh my gosh. And (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those that you're like, I don't think you thought about that. But also it was 20, what, 23 years ago. And right. I think we can let it go. Plus, yeah. I have a feeling I've probably said something like that and not realized, like, had the best of intentions. Yeah. And oh,
1: you know, I made... can give a great example of that. Oh, please share. So, I work for a Native American tribal government, mm-hmm. which now people are probably thinking, what? <laughs> but yes. <laughs> They exist all over the U.S., some on reservations, some in, their, in a different way. But either way, I was talking to a coworker, and we were talking about something in the office that we wanted to uh, – employee, you know, Christmas shindig or something. And she was mm-hmm. really excited about it. So I said, hey, well, uh, you, since you're kind of the mascot for it, you should let everyone else know. Uh, and then her mascot, all the Indian mascots we have. Mm. And right away she was like, uh, excuse me? Because she is Native American. And I was like, oh, whoops, that, no, that's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, you know, she's real chill about it. But,
0: I right, it's man. yeah, I don't think that's something I would have realized either until it came out of my mouth. <laughs> because that's something yeah. people say in so many different contexts.
1: Right. And,
0: yeah. Or, like, break a leg. It's so many... Something you say in so many different contexts, and you Mm -hmm. just forget what double meaning it might have in this context.
1: Yeah. But it seems like Nancy... Yeah, she's been able to continue her career because she was the victim, whereas Tanya is trying to rebuild it. Which, you know, honestly, Tanya Harding her story it reminded me of Monica Lewinsky now granted Tanya I mean hurting another athlete that was much worse intent than having a relationship I mean I don't know I guess there's yeah I guess she did do her own bit of hurt but they were just thrust into the public light and they will forever be remembered by these single decisions and they
0: were both really young when yeah really young both of these events happened
1: Mm hmm and, I mean, Tanya, I don't, what has she done since that has, she hasn't been able to do much with her life? I mean, not that she hasn't accomplished, but you know what I mean, like, she's just been tainted by it. And the same with Monica Lewinsky. She's never been married. She just started a Twitter account. Like, (laughs) she just got online because Mm -hmm. her name, I mean, that's all people are going to remember, which is sad. Yeah. Um. But that's what happens when you're part of a big scandal.
0: Yeah. Well, and here's something too. So, Nancy Kerrigan recently did an interview with ABC News and the reason, quote unquote, for it was her appearance on Dancing with the Stars this season. That was sort of the jumping off point. But they also talked about her new documentary with the athletes and eating disorders. They also talked about her miscarriages. But, of course, they also had to talk about Tanya Harding and the situation there. And this article that they published an interview under online, this is the headline. Nancy Kerrigan says Tanya Harding hasn't apologized to her directly yet for the 1994 baton attack. So that's the headline of the article. And then this is actually what Nancy Kerrigan says in the interview about this incident.
3: Do you feel like there has been an apology? Do you feel like there was I don't know. I don't know. We word? talked Remorse? we were at an event 4 years after I was attacked, but we didn't really speak to each other. So it was very awkward and strange. Oh. So, so you don't weird. feel like you ever got an apology? Not a direct, it doesn't matter.
0: Nancy Kerrigan has definitely Moved on, I think it's fair to say. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, time has moved on for Nancy Kerrigan and she's totally fine with
1: it. And she's not hung up in the past, which is great. Yeah. And, you know, I watched a video that was four years after the incident and it was the first time the two of them were sat face to face. And the video had really awful feedback, so I watched as much as I could stand. But Mm -hmm. Tanya said that she apologized. For being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I, I don't know if it was because she was trying to keep a facade of innocence. Because she's she always denies it, correct? She's never admitted to involvement? Uh, that is actually a
0: great question. Because everything I've read is so matter-of-fact that Tanya Harding was involved that I actually don't know if she said one way or the other I know Mm -hmm. she denied it for a long time or she would say I didn't know about it until after the fact
1: yeah because she said in the 90 in the 98 interview that if she would have known about it she said I would have done everything in my power to stop it Hmm. she says that so I mean if you claim you're innocent then what do you have to apologize for true So, hypothetically, if she's telling
0: the truth, which, as you can tell, I have my
1: doubts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But if, for a moment, I could give her the benefit of the doubt, then, like, maybe we've been talking about this all wrong. Maybe she didn't know. Maybe it was these four guys, including her ex-husband, who just decided to do this
1: crazy thing. What would be their motivation except to help her? I mean, do they want to surprise her? I I mean, it... it, Surprise! We got you this as a birthday (laughs) gift! We whacked Nancy Kerrigan! So...
0: So, if that is the case, and Tanya Harding had nothing to do with it, then I'm sorry we had this whole conversation. But (laughs) but it does not seem to check out to me.
1: Yeah. I didn't do anything! And you know it! So, Taylor, how does this reference fit into the episode? I mean, I think it's, it's pretty clear <laughs> what they're talking about. But, um, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, I know a lot more about Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding than I Same. did the first time I watched the Skillmore Girls episode. <laughs> and also, I think it's an interesting choice that Rory is Nancy Kerrigan and Lorelai is Tani Harding I Mm. think it tracks somewhat with the public images of these two where Nancy Kerrigan is the you know almost the golden child America's sweetheart the can't do anything wrong you know like when Mm -hmm. she and Dean break up
3: do you think you could make those really crazy chocolate chip pancakes and go extra heavy on the chocolate yeah sure any special occasion Dean broke up with Rory. What? Keep it down. She doesn't want anybody to know about it. Oh, I knew it. I just knew that kid was trouble. Yes, you did. You knew it. God. Pancakes, please. God, he's
2: got a nerve. I mean, what does he think? He's going to do better than Rory? Is he crazy? Yeah. Jesus. All right, well, forget it, okay? Good riddance. Adios. Bienvenidos. Hasta la vista.
3: Can we get off the small world ride and get cooking,
0: please? How is she? She's the victim, and the whole town is mad at Dean.
3: Man, I swear I would love to... Okay, I'm going to put some whipped cream on the pancakes, too. Thank you, Luke. Yeah. Not a word, okay?
2: I got it. I never liked him. I don't know exactly what it was. Something about the shape of his forehead or his height or the floppy hairstyle. Actually, yes. On reflection, I think it was the floppy hairstyle.
0: That kind of thing. But then when kind of the Lorelai-Tanya Harding relationship, the more troubled background. Granted, I do not want to compare Tanya Harding's legit family abuse background with, it's not the same, obviously, but she doesn't get along with her parents, she's known as more the rough around the edges, not totally well-mannered, you might say.
1: Known for doing music,
0: yeah, like the free skate that I watched with Tanya Harding, she did her routine to the Jurassic Park theme music, which is kind of awesome. (laughs) That seems like something Laurel I would do. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about that, but yeah, there's a little bit of correlation there. Mm -hmm. Not one for one, obviously,
0: but it Uh -uh. is interesting that I think that they between the two of them they match much better than if they were flipped.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess, I mean, for me, it's, I I knew what the conflict was, but it was interesting to hear, to learn about the different backgrounds and Tanya's, um, you know, a terrible childhood and upbringing and abuse and, Have that as kind of in the back of my mind as I think about this. And, you know, she she snapped. You know, assuming she was a part of it, she snapped. And, uh, you know, there's a lot playing into that for many years before Childhood
3: wasn't so warm and fuzzy. You know Superman's Fortress of Solitude, a Jamaican beach compared to my mother's house. So I'll cross your mother off your list of inspirations. No, I actually did pick up some valuable lessons on running a staff from my mother. How so? Well, I consider what my mother would do in a given situation, then I dial it back, and I have what Mussolini would do, then I dial it back, and I have what Stalin would do, and then I dial that back, and it starts approaching what a sane person would do.
1: (laughs) Ouch. So that's our show yeah it is yeah it is another episode
0: whoop, whoop. episode 12 star wars hasn't even reached that yet so
1: we're way ahead of them yeah there's suckers just kidding because taylor right now <laughs> is wearing a star wars shirt with Rey on it it's from true. disney world so it's she's true. pretty legit right now thanks
0: And that's probably why I subconsciously thought of Star Wars. Because I'm
1: wearing Star (laughs) Wars. (laughs) (inaudible) 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 That should play during the when we while we talk about the conflict. (inaudible) (laughs) (inaudible) So that's our show. That's our show. Let us know what you think. Is Tanya Harding innocent? Was she not involved? Do you have access to a secret document that we do not? Because we would love
0: it. Or did we just miss something in my, maybe in my barreling through these old New York Times articles, I got so, so into it. I lost the trees or I lost the forest for the trees.
1: (laughs) Idioms. Yes. (laughs) Not even we get them all the time. Side note. There is an episode of Jane the Virgin where they say killed
0: two birds with one stone and beating a dead horse in the same episode. Dang. I thought of Sarah. Yep, (laughs) that's funny. And if you're thinking of Sarah, or us, you are welcome to tweet at us.
1: I am at tblake24. And I'm at kyla kathneru, k-y-l-a-c-a-r-n-e-i-r-o, and we together, the podcast, are at So It's a Show. And you can email us at show at gmail.com. And leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know all of your thoughts. Let everyone know what to expect when they listen to us because that's helpful. Yes. So leave us a review. We would love it. And we will definitely, I'm thinking, feature reviews on the air. Because
0: yes. I'm definitely thinking so
1: too. Yeah. So next episode, guys. Here's, Here's a clip. A clip. Bye. Bye. Mm.
3: That is an exceptionally good batch of coffee. Yeah?
2: Hello. I added a little
3: nutmeg. Really? Yes. That's very Richard Simmons of you. Well, what can I say? Chicks dig a man with a feminine side.